0: Lectio Divina is a contemplative reading of the scriptures intended to help us grow deeper in relationship with God, in the way that God is revealing God's own self through the scriptures. One of the ways we read the scriptures is by joining in this practice that has been stewarded by the monastic tradition since the third century. Lectio Divina historically has four parts or movements as we make our way through a passage of scripture. Lectio, meditatio, oratio, contemplatio. Or in English, reading, reflecting, responding, and receiving. To these four traditional movements, we add a space to get ready on the front side and some time to review on the back side. For more resources and an overview of Lectio Divina, please visit us on our website at theAbbottColumbusChurch.
1: Before we begin, just a reminder that you can pause at any point if you need a little more time. We know that the movements in Lexio Divina guide us through a back-and-forth conversation with God. They allow us to take turns speaking and then listening. We begin this process at Invocatio, which gives us an opportunity to clear a space for the conversation that we're about to have. So the first thing we want to do is put ourselves in a physical space with minimal distractions. Having done that, let's take a moment to be quiet and notice any thoughts or concerns that might be distracting. When I'm alone, I like to identify those distractions out loud. And sometimes I picture Jesus with his arms stretched out, like at an event, with a coat and bag check-in. I imagine that I'm placing my potential distractions in his arms for safekeeping. And now, having done that, I'm able to move about without any hindrance, and I'm free to enter into conversation. So let's take a moment and give those things to him. Next, welcome him into your space and into this time. With Revelation 3.20 in mind, imagine Jesus standing at the door and knocking. He says, that if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sit down with you. So using your imagination, open the door and in your own words, invite him in And let them know how much you're looking forward to this time together. Let's do that now. Now that we have his attention and he has ours, we ask for what we want from this time together. So pray your own prayer, or you can pray this prayer with me. Lord, I want wisdom for my life with you. I want to learn your ways but I also want to know you better and be drawn more deeply into relationship with you. Lord, please form me more fully into your likeness and free me to say yes to your invitation and to partner with you in your mission in the world. Amen. Now at Lexia, we're ready to listen to his voice as we read the text. Now, as you listen, make a mental note of what seems to be capturing your attention. It might be something that seems interesting or important in the moment. Maybe it's affirming or even provoking. Maybe you're being moved emotionally. Pay attention to those things, because this is likely where God is speaking personally to you. So today I'm reading 1 Kings, 1 Kings 19, 11 through 16, and the New Revised Standard Version. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces, Before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle. And went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they're seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha as prophet in your place. I'd like us to focus On that penetrating question that God asked Elijah. In fact, not once, but twice. What are you doing here, Elijah? Of course, one could put emphasis on what are you doing? Or why are you here in this place? I think the Lord was asking Elijah, why here? Why are you in this place? In the context, beginning with verse 1 of chapter 19, we realize that for Elijah, here is a place of hiding. He's here because of fear. In 1 Kings 19.3, it says, then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life. It becomes clear as we read that this is not where God wants him to be. Elijah was making choices and determining direction in response to the loudest, most powerful, and most threatening circumstance in his life. And maybe it's because of that that God makes a point by not speaking to him in the earth-shattering wind or the earthquake or the fire, but in what the text says, the sheer silence. So as we come to meditatio, we reflect on the meaning of the text and maybe most importantly, the implications of the text for our own life. I'm listening for God's specific invitation to me. But in doing so here, the first challenge for us is to determine which here God is addressing in our life. We're in many places at once. We're in a family, a job, a city, a church, a relationship, a commitment. Here could also be a place of fear or doubt or confusion or discontentment or pain. Or on the other hand, a place of joy, peace, contentment, or fulfillment. So here's the first question I want you to consider. Where is the here in your life that God is asking you about? Take a few moments to identify that place. So now that you've identified the here to which God is speaking, here's a follow-up question. Why are you here? And along with that, and is this where God wants you to be? Take a few moments and answer those questions. Why are you here? And is this where God wants you to be? Answer that now. In the next movement, which is Oratio, we're responding to what God has revealed. We express in prayer what our heart tells us. It could be an admission of sin or sorrow or disappointment. It could be a desire for wisdom or healing or courage. Or, on the other hand, you might want to express heartfelt gratitude and wonder. Tell them in your own words what is in your heart. Use your words, your tears, your body, whatever it takes to express what you want to say to God now. Let's begin. And this brings us to contemplatio. The key word here is receive. Contemplatio is about impartation, what God is putting into you, what you are experiencing and receiving in terms of God's love and grace and provision. You might remember the quote from U.G. Peterson's work, Eat This Book, where he says, contemplatio, unlike its three companions, lexio, meditatio, oratio, is not something we self-consciously do. It happens. It's a gift. It's something to which we are receptive. So I want you to listen for God's heart and voice toward you. His response to your desire or desperation. And it might have occurred anywhere along our time here or occurring right now. What and how does he want to free you or affirm you or direct you? What do you notice taking place within you? Let's spend a few moments to recognize that and to receive it. The final movement is what we're calling operatio. It really is about leaning into or living into what God has been putting in you, what he's calling you to, what he's working in you through this time. Here's the question I'd like you to answer. What is a step you can take to lean into what God has asked and how you have answered his question? Resolve to remain or move toward the place where you should be. Let's take a few moments and respond to this. suggest that if you have a notebook or a journal, just take a few minutes on your own to write down what seems important to you from this time. I have found it tremendously helpful to make some notes at the end of my Lectio exercise. It just kind of helps solidify what God is doing and clarify even further what's taking place in me through this encounter with God in the text. And you might also ask yourself, is there anything I can share with my community group or something that they could help me with or pray with me about that's come out of this time? So let's complete the session with our closing prayer. I'm going to pray. Lord, as I continue in this day, Help me to be attentive to your voice and movements. Help me to be perceptive of the implications of what I hear and see for my life. Give me grace to be responsive to your invitation. And make me receptive of the gift that you are offering me. Amen.